You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Velveteen Dream. NXT Companion Podcast. It's Anthony and Jacqueline back talking more NXT on the WWE Network and Hulu. Uh, I guess some real quick non-NXT news, Jacqueline, real quick. Yeah. Um, Roman Reigns announced he is in remission from his leukemia, so that is good news. It is. It is. I don't like his character, but I'm happy for the, the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have no idea what happened on Raw. I actually have not listened to the recap podcast yet, so I have no clue what happened. I just saw it all over like Twitter, and he was on Good Morning yeah. America this morning talking about um, his remission and stuff. So good for him. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So we're happy. That's about it, I'm though, wondering... for the NXT news, but continue. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I wonder if now it's, it's going to be two triple threat matches at uh, WrestleMania. Oh, like they might add Roman to the Brock match? Seth Rollins, yeah. Ah, yes. Maybe? I wonder wonder if he's that good to go. I mean, he looked good on Good Morning America. He looked healthy, and he didn't lose any of his hair or anything. So he didn't go through extensive chemo or or anything like that. He looked pretty... I mean, maybe he looked a little thinner, but he he looked pretty... Well, I mean, you lose muscle. Yeah. Probably wasn't able to work out the way he used to, but sure. Uh, he looked anyway. pretty good to me, so maybe he's can just hop right back into the ring. I don't know. We'll find out soon. <laughs> Tune in next week, everybody. Yes. Also, really fast, WrestleMania. They're thinking Tampa for 2020. Oh, they're going back. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, I'm and I don't sh- want it here. But weren't they just in? I know they were just in Florida, but I can't I remember if they were in Orlando. Yes, Orlando. Were they? Okay, I, they've been to Tampa, right? Wasn't that where they did uh, The Rock and John Cena? I I can't. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, no. Now I don't remember. Like, I can't remember. Uh, let me quickly type Any- into the internet box. <laughs> anything's possible i honestly i'm not a wrestling historian by any stretch so i mean i think they could have been here last year for all i know um yeah tampa yeah from tampabay.com tampa expected to host wrestlemania 36 in 2020 Mm -hmm. apparently they have not hosted one before great so we're gonna have a bunch of people here 
Oh yeah, it'll be very busy. Where would they be holding it at? What's the Buccaneers Stadium? No, I would say probably Emily Arena is the hockey arena where the Lightning play. Yeah, but uh, well, I don't know about that. WrestleMania is supposed to be the at least I mean, unless they change their mind, WrestleMania is supposed to be the big stadium show. All right, unless they do Raymond James Stadium, maybe. Is that what I don't it's know called? If there's a cover? Yeah, there's not a cover on it though. I don't think. But I don't know, because I also don't watch football. So Raymond James Stadium. Yeah. It'll also be the home of the yet-to-be-named XFL professional XFL team, team. Yep. which I believe we already named the Scurvy. The but. Scurvy, yep. Uh, so. Well, I mean, if it comes, are you going to go? Hell no. You're not going to go? I mean, that's... <laughs> that is too long. I mean, it is I a have long... Limits. <laughs> it is a long show. I might go to the takeover. I'll consider that. I mean, the takeover would be in Tampa. It would be in the, the yeah. where the lightning play. Oh, my goodness. You, yeah. you can't go, Jacqueline. I can't, I'm not. <laughs> you can't allow me to be this jealous. Because I, like, WrestleMania used to be oh. a bucket list show for me. Oh, uh, no. It's I had like a, six hours. Well, when I wanted to go to it, it used to be a bucket list thing. I, I've okay. since lost the desire to go to a WrestleMania. That's uh, fair. And they were even in Detroit one year, but <laughs> I was uh, for WrestleMania 23, so many years ago. Uh, but that was during my the that was during my very snarky uh, artsy pro pro wrestling phase where I only liked independent wrestling. I hey, didn't so like everyone has to be a hipster about something. Yeah, I only liked Ring of Honor and. <laughs> This was, so you know how like WrestleMania, there's a WrestleMania weekend now and there's a ton of stuff surrounding it, not just WWE events, but all of the independents can kind of conglomerate around it and run yep. big shows that weekend. Ring of Honor is the one who started it. And this was the second year uh, they were doing it. And it was only Ring of Honor running on the weekend of WrestleMania. Nobody else ran. Uh, and they were running two nights in Detroit and I went and stayed with friends, and we went to both nights of Ring of Honor instead of going to WrestleMania, which I don't it regret. Is, they were great shows, right. but... Uh, Just seems like a lot of commitment mm -hmm. and wrestling watching. Yes. TakeOver is now my new bucket list show. I would love to go <laughs> to one, but that would require, at this point, a WrestleMania happening in Detroit, uh, a Royal Rumble, a SummerSlam, or a Survivor Series essentially happening right. in Detroit. And unless that happens, uh, I'm not going to be seeing one anytime soon. And I probably won't be going out of state to see one, even if it's marginally close. I know they have come to Chicago a few times and it's not that far, but it's far enough. Yeah, no one wants to drive enough. back after that. No, it's the drive there is fun because it's the anticipation, yeah. but after it's all done and the high is worn off from the, from the adrenaline of being in the crowd and, Right, and then you're just tired. The drive, yeah, you're just tired, and the drive home is long and sad. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, I've no, I, I just it's gotta it's gotta come to Detroit. I'll do it for Detroit, but for we no have we have depressed ourselves out of going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, let's talk about NXT UK real quick. Um, they are still in Arizona at the Royal Rumble Access. Apparently, they did three weeks of TV there. This is cr that's crap. <laughs> they did. I know that. Well, the crowd wasn't a whole lot better, but the wrestling was slightly better this week. That's uh, good. There were 
two standout matches. The Coffee Brothers defeated Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. Uh, weirdly enough, Trent Seven had a singles match with Shane Thorne. So that was strange. Uh, He's the other guy in Mustache Mountain? Trent Seven, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, hmm. the main event was good. Uh, which was Tony Storm retaining her NXT UK Women's Championship over Rhea Ripley in their uh, rematch. And they announced uh, next week that Cassius Ono will be wrestling on NXT UK against Walter. And uh, Grizzled Young Vets defend the UK tag titles against Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. So that could be fun as well. Hopefully the crowd will be somewhat more lively for those matches. I do like Lorcan and Birch. I do mm-hmm. not care about Cash's own, though. Anyway. It'll be fun to see him and Walter, though. I, Walter will tenderize him. It'll be fun. That's fair. Uh, That's let me see here. And a proper NXT. Episode 493, Jacqueline. This okay. was the tail end of their this block of taping. And you can always tell. Because it doesn't matter who's in the ring. The crowd is... Not that excited. In the main event, I will give them credit because they did, by the end of the match in the main event, got the crowd really going. They but, did. And that and that's a testament to the performers. Yes. Uh, so this crowd was tired. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, they obviously this show took place a few days after the big uh, call-up apocalypse happened. Yeah, this is. There's too many call ups at one time. They did not do this well. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Nigel McGuinness did a voiceover uh, over some top of some uh, B roll footage, recapping the, their debuts on the main roster. The only aspect still unexplained, of course, is Johnny Gargano teaming up with Tommaso Ciampa in a non reluctant manner on the main roster. Because in NXT, they have sort of teamed together a little bit, but it's been very reluctantly. Um, I guess the main roster does not care about storytelling. I guess, I guess, or maybe they're just trying to do this thing where, oh, well that's who they are on NXT, but that's a different show on this show. This is who they are, which is confusing. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like that. They moved up. Yeah. Well, the show opened with a singles match, Roderick strong and Alistair black. This match was good, but it was, I thought it was hurt by the very tired crowd. Yes, I enjoyed it, but you're right. It, it doesn't grab you the way some of these other matches do, but I still enjoyed it. I, I, I'm, I'm happy that they're like pushing Roderick Strong out there. I was really surprised, though, that he didn't win. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, normally if somebody is leaving, like Aleister Black is, you would have them win, but they recorded this before, I think. The The story I heard was mm-hmm. that Triple H was not consulted by Vince about these call-ups. <gasps> he was informed about them when he made them, but it wasn't like he consulted Triple H before he decided to make them. So, mm. basically, he's going to have to try to rewrite some things. Because uh, to... in my brain, this would have worked, is that you have Roderick Strong defeat Aleister Black, mm-hmm. and then you have... Roderick Strong saying, I beat Aleister Black, now I'm going after Ciampa. Yeah, or the North American title. Like, he beat a former world champion, 
that gives him a lot of credibility as a singles wrestler. Mm-hmm. And maybe he, uh, if he doesn't get a shot at a title, he's moved very close to getting a shot at a title. Uh, but that's not what happened here. No. Uh, they went back and forth. They did have a good match, but this crowd was just exhausted uh, at this point. And uh, mm-hmm. they, were, uh, they were going like hot and heavy at the end. I think they kind of got the crowd into it a little bit. Uh, so yeah, for the finish, uh, Roderick Strong momentarily let his guard down when he walked into a black mass and, uh, Alistair covered him. Undisputed Arrow ran down to attack Alistair after the match and Ricochet ran in to make the save and, uh, he and Black cleared, uh, cleared the ring. And of course now none of this makes sense. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll from a storytelling see, perspective, we'll see, we'll see where they go. Because uh, the other thing that I heard was, Ooh, uh, outside, do tell. outside of Triple H not being told in advance that these guys were being called up, uh, the mm-hmm. other thing I heard was that at least until WrestleMania, that these Double guys, duty. these guys, yes, these guys are working Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Jesus. So apparently, they're doing this in order to wrap up any stories with these guys. Obviously the Gargano Ciampa story, uh, I believe Triple H said somewhere that their story, their story will end. They'll have a, they're making an end and it will have a, you know, a completion point. So it will not just be left hanging. So that's good because this is like one of the best stories they've ever told. And it would be awful for it to be left hanging like a, you know, like a, like a 90s sitcom where they have the season finale cliffhanger and then the show gets canceled. Yeah. No one wants that. No one wants the ending of elf. Also, I really feel bad that these guys are going to have like, I mean, well, I guess you sign up to, to wrestle knowing that this could be your life, but like you have no other life if you're pulling all three of these shows. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's going to be tough. I, I don't, I'm not envious of this at all. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Bianca Belair is uh, on our screens. She still considers herself undefeated, despite losing to Shayna Baszler. Uh, I don't understand her logic. She blamed the referee in that match, uh, saying that the referee had been paying any attention. Uh, the interference that occurred in that match would not have happened. Uh, she also cut a promo on Io Shirai. Uh, mm-hmm. presumably this is going to lead to them having a singles match to truly determine who faces Shayna. But I don't really think, yeah. I don't really think there's any dis- disputing. Uh, I mean, Shayna Eo. did get some help to win her match with Bianca, but EO straight up pinned Shayna. She should get the shot, but I agree, but Bianca thinks she's still undefeated. So she deserves this, uh, I, she needs to show her work on that. This is not <laughs> show your work, like in, yes. in math class. <laughs> this is, you can't. No, that's not the right answer, Bianca. I am sorry. <laughs> um, Mia uh, Mia Yim and uh, Zia Lee was the next match. Um, did I note that Mia? Yeah, I think I noted that Mia had new music. She was on NXT UK yes. last week, and she has new theme music. The HBIC music. The, the head yeah, baddie in head, charge. That's head bitch in charge. Come on now. Well, I mean, I think we all know what it really means, but, you know, it's, it's PG, Jacqueline. What if a, what if a what kid if watching kid? all of these people viciously fighting each other heard the word bitch? They would, their heads would explode, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I've, just go with something else. 
don't, <laughs> and you're not the head baddie in charge. She's really not. You're That's not Shayna Baszler. And she's not even but, a bad guy. You you're know, right. Let's go with something else. Maybe like badass. Can you be like the head badass in charge? But can you? Or don't even. You don't even need to be the badass. Just because you already have, like you already. I don't know. You don't need to be in charge of anything. Just be like. You don't need to be in charge. The cool one. I don't know. Yeah. Supervisor. <laughs> Not everyone can be CEO, Mia. No I'm The supervisor of badassery. The SOB. That has another connotation. So. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> Zia Lee uh, made a rare NXT television appearance. She's weird to me because she has moments where it looks like she's going to be a star, like she's got potential. And then there's yep. moments where it's like, ooh, she still needs to do a lot of work. Yes. And the one thing I didn't get about this match is, aren't like, I want, I like both of them. Aren't I supposed to like both of them? Yes, they're both good Why are good they guys. against each other? Uh, well, Jacqueline, in this case, it's the spirit of competition. Winning okay. is important. So getting a win here uh, just uh, builds them towards getting a, a women's championship match. It's I'm I'm okay with two I'm okay with two good guys facing each other in a spirit of competition match. It's usually when mm-hmm. they do like two bad guys facing each other that it's really rough. Okay, I have thoughts on that, but I will say for this particular match, um, I don't know. I didn't know how to feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love either of them, which I know is probably bad, but I actually really no, enjoy watching Zayli here. Yeah. But I will say I. It was weird to see them against each other when I had seen them live as like a tag team, mm-hmm. as a partner, as partners. So that was, it threw me a little bit. I was like, wait a second. Like <laughs> they uh, play so well together. <laughs> so they had a, they had an okay match yeah. uh, that saw Zaya climbing the top turnbuckle only to miss a splash off the top, and Mia hit her with her new finisher called Protect Your Neck and hmm. pinned uh, Zaya. <sighs> Like, I think I like Zaya more as like the human being that I've seen on the, like that Royal Rumble video that I sent you, where they reveal to her that she's gonna be in the Royal Rumble and she freaks she's out. She's the sweetest. Yes, she comes across so well and so nice. I mean, and she's clearly got some really cool fighting skills, but she's yet to find yeah. a way to properly mix them into matches. And I'll say I don't think that's entirely on her, mm-hmm. I think maybe they're still not sure quite how to use her to her full potential. Yeah. So I think she, I think she's going to be awesome when she like gets there, though. Yeah. Uh, well, after the match, uh, Shayna, Jessamine, and Marina came in and beat up on Mia, uh, yeah. similar to what they did with uh, Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne last week. And uh, mm-hmm. even though Mia fared a little bit better at first, uh, it wasn't for long. She was eventually taken down uh, and and pummeled when other women identified as NXT trainees tried to make the save. I tried to figure out who all of these girls were. One of them was that Lacey girl. I don't know her name, but she comes Lacey out Lane. looking like... Yes. Yes. And I think one of them was Jesse Alaban, who's, who does like a... She does like a geeky, nerdy girl, also clumsy character, which is weird. I don't know why you'd want to be a, a clumsy wrestler, but... I don't know. 
I have an odd comment to make about this. Yes. I love Shayna Baszler. Uh-huh. Um, as you should. And I, and, right. And I respect her as, you know, she's forcing everyone to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing I don't get, and this is, like, such a small thing, is, like, I think they need to, like, tone back the makeup. And I know that's a weird comment to have, she's, but, like, she doesn't got, need it. She's got super like super smoky eyeshadowy thing going on i think yeah and and she doesn't need it to be intimidating no she doesn't like i think almost like if i was if i was doing her makeup backstage i'd be like a little, little splash here a little splash there and then you're done because she's she's scary on her own and i think we should just embrace that and love it yeah she has an intimidation factor that Mm-hmm. Is, that like you can't teach. I mean, yeah. The crazy thing is, like Rhonda is Rhonda is undoubtedly the better mixed martial artist than Shayna was, but yeah, I would be more intimidated by Shayna. Shayna just has a very intimidating personality. Yes. I think it's probably because of how supremely confident she is. Maybe that doesn't yep. bother some people. This is not just a thing with, like, women with me. This is a thing with anybody. Like, people who are supremely confident in themselves terrify me. Like, they have a thing that, probably because they have a thing that I don't have. I'm not a super confident person. So, like, it just comes off of her. Like, she has this presence that nobody has in this. Like, the whole company. They're dudes who don't have. Like, maybe Brock. Maybe Brock Lesnar has the same like exuding swagger yeah like you're just legit terrified of them i know people are don't like brock because he doesn't he's not on tv every week or whatever but that guy is terrifying and Mm -hmm. like it's him and shayna are like the two people i'd never want to get mad no and i and i don't even like i believe her character so much i don't Mm -hmm. even know like what she's like outside of the ring but like I just assume she's she's that rough and and I respect the crap out of her. I feel like so. she's got to be like a a normal person outside of this, but Probably. I feel like she's a lot of her character and I mean the old adage goes in wrestling is that the best characters were playing themselves but they took their personality traits and cranked it up to 11 essentially. Yeah. Uh, they... Oh yeah, no, she definitely has that confidence about mm. her and like and just like the just doesn't give a shit and I love it. Part I of me eat that crap up. Yeah, part of me <laughs> wants her to go up just because she'd be so different from everybody else and it'd be such a breath of fresh air to the But I don't main want roster. her to leave. Well, and I don't want her to leave NXT, but also I don't I mean the other thing working against it for me is like she's so different. Like what they're doing up there is just I don't think she fits with it. Like, she needs to be in a place where wrestling is treated like the fake sport that it's supposed to be, I think. Mm-hmm. Where uh, WWE is, like, more of an entertainment television show that happens to have wrestling on it. Right. Uh, NXT treats it more like a sporting event where mm-hmm. winning and losing is important and technique is important and all of this other stuff is important. Um, right. And it's not like that on the main roster. Part of me is like, she would be such a good breath of fresh air up there. But then there's also the part of me that's like, also, I don't think she would fit all that well. And also, I know that they'd probably just put her on TV way too much and overexpose her and people would be sick of her within a month. And like, Or uh, not at all, because they wouldn't know how to use her. Yeah. 
they're really only I've and and this is where I struggle because I think she's so good on NXT and she's made such a name for herself mm-hmm. that I'm sad that when they move her up, it's just going to be to bolster Ronda Rousey. I mean, maybe I, I wouldn't do that though. I mean, I know they want to do the four horsemen versus the the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen, and I think yeah. they should do that. But I don't think Shayna and Ronda should really be a team unless they want Ronda to be a heel as well. But I think they would have a really good, I mean, I, I think I've mentioned it before, but I think yeah. Shayna would be the perfect Ronda opponent. I think they would have something really cool, but they probably would. And, but what you just said, the only solace I find in this whole thing is that Marina and Jessamine are nowhere near ready no. to move up. No. So Shayna's going to stay in NXT. I think probably until they're closer. So yeah. I'm okay with this. Uh, so this whole beat up set up a match next week between Shayna and Mia. Yeah. I don't know if that's the main event, but it may, it may very well be. It should be. It's, as far as I know, it's the only match I know of for next week. So, uh, cool. Backstage, Johnny Gargando, uh, Gargando, Johnny Gargano, and Candice LeRae were uh, having a husband and wife chit chat uh, with in front of cameras as you do. As you do. <laughs> Uh, every time you talk with your husband, I'm sure it's in front of a television audience. Oh, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and they always catch you at the right moment. Uh, in this case, NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa interrupts them to tell Gargano that if you need me, I'm here. And Candice is not pleased with this. Uh, Johnny tells him that he doesn't need, he doesn't want any help from him. Ciampa wasn't there when he beat Ricochet for that title. He doesn't need anybody. Uh, he said, everything I have is right here. And he looks at Candace, and they walk away. Sweet. Apparently, they're only chummy on Mondays and Tuesdays, Jacqueline. <laughs> Wednesdays, they've had enough Wednesday, of each other. They're like, get out of my face. <laughs> yeah, they can hold it together for two days, but it's, that third day is pushing it. It's too much. Uh, Jeremy Borash uh, might be new to a lot of people, but if you've watched wrestling for 100 years like me, uh, he's not new to me. Uh, he's new to working in WWE, but he's been in wrestling for a, a billion years. He was conducting a sit-down interview with Matt Riddle, which apparently there is a longer version of on YouTube, which I need to go watch because I just love watching Matt Riddle talk about stuff. That's uh, fair. When uh, when asked about uh, when he came in, if he was asked to tone down his persona, uh, Riddle said that he would rather be told to... Uh, um, he said he'd rather be told to tone it down than to ramp it up. So he's, so he's already ramped up his, his, I guess his position is, his position is, I don't want to be told to be, you know, it's better to be told to tone down rather than Than coming to be too bland and be told to tone it up. Uh, That's a fair perspective. Yes. Um, He added that he was really happy to get rid of Cassius Ono because he was really quote, ruining his good time. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and he Such talked... a narc that Cassius owned <laughs> Right? Uh, he was just having a good time uh, Riddle mentioned Tapping out Drew Gulak And last week is just the beginning uh, He said he wants a shot at the North American Championship Or the NXT Championship Or the Tag Championships Any championship That's what he, he wants And nothing is going to stop him He just wants anything I would love to see him go for the tag team championship. I don't even care who it's with. I think that would be, because I think it's so odd and weird. Yeah. Actually, maybe with Gulak. 
that would be a great team up. That would be a good team. On TV, they've sort of said that his buddy is Keith Lee, uh, which would be no, a really weird. Like... That's a weird team. I don't like Keith Lee. I I still think give it some time. I think I think you might come around eventually, but I don't know. It's going to take a while. I don't like him. He's boring. He does kind of to me. He was to me the kind of charisma he exudes is better suited as a bad guy, maybe. Mm, but, maybe that's why. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, main event time: Johnny Gargano defending the North American Championship against Velveteen Dream. Uh, this had the same. Sorry. This had the same problem as the the first match, in which the mm-hmm. crowd was not particularly see. into it. But it was good. Uh, once they started trading near falls, the crowd picked up. Yes. Uh. So they hit a couple. They they hit several of their signatures, back and forth for some for some close falls, but uh, nothing getting the the job done. Uh, and I will say there had one. There was one point this match was going on for a while, and they were coming so close to the near falls. I thought like I really thought at one point Velveteen Dream was just going to like fall asleep and like be done. Like, like there's no way. There's, there's no nothing way. left. The, the endurance that these people have on this show, I think is amazing. Staggering amounts of stamina. Yes. I have no idea. Um, Dream executed an an avalanche Dream Valley driver off the top rope onto Johnny Gargano, but Johnny somehow survived this. Uh, Yeah, they fought onto the floor. Uh, Johnny suplexed Dream onto the ramp. Uh, he hit him. He hit Dream with the, his slingshot DDT into the ring, uh, which he beat, used to beat Ricochet with for the title. Uh, mm-hmm. And Dream kicked out of that. Uh, he finally tried to finish uh, Velveteen with a series of clotheslines, but they each kind of countered e- uh, each other's finishers for a little bit. Then Dream hit two Dream Valley drivers in a row, climbed to the top rope, and hit the Purple Rainmaker elbow for the win. He is the new North American champion, and Tommaso Ciampa, like the Phantom of the Opera, smirked mm-hmm. from his perch high above the ring. His lair. His secret lair in the back of a truck. Yep. Which is somehow with, with at the table. top of which is I don't some, know how that works. somehow at the top of a building. I don't. Who knows how? Who knows how? Who knows how supervillain layers really work? But. Um, I think it's canon that that's where he lives, and that's also where he was viewing this match from. Makes sense. Uh, so what did you think of the main event? I thought this was a really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, even even with the crowd being kind of weak, whatever. Or Yeah, at first but they I get were. it. It's a long day. At first yeah. they were, but they got really into this. And um, I thought that it was the back and forth was great. Uh, and I love Velvet. Dream, so I was really happy mm-hmm. um, that he won. It kind of solidified that, oh, this is a proper call-up for Gargano, and I was sad, but yep. it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited that... So, But here's my here's my question, because I'm unclear with Velveteen Dream. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? Or does he walk the fine line in between? I think... I mean, obviously for a long time, he was very clearly a bad guy. But he was so his. It's so rare that they do a semi quasi androgynous type character. They've done them in the past, uh, yeah. usually not well. 
Um, mm-hmm. And the Velveteen Dream has walked the line of this character so well that it it's working really good. And yeah. people are just kind of getting into it. And so there, the I mean, it had its peaks and valleys. There would be time where there were there were times where people would boo Velveteen because they would mm-hmm. manage to they would manage to develop a good guy who the people would get behind as well. Uh, right. But for the most part, he's been kind of consistently beloved. So I think they straddled the line for a little bit between um, good guy and bad guy with him. But I'm pretty sure he's now, for the most part, full blown good guy. Okay, and I, but with him as well as Johnny Gargano, I kind of see them both as like they're both very clouded in the, some ways. Yeah, Johnny Gargano, and especially. I'm okay with that. Yep. And I'm okay with it. So, um, you know, I didn't feel like this was like a good versus bad match, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm really hoping that at NXT next week that everything's just purple. To celebrate his win. Everything is purple. Yes. And fringe. I will say, did you notice that he was white pants with the black fringe on them? Yes. Just like I said last time, that's how you show off your legs, not with the bikini bottoms. <laughs> so good job, Dream. They, um, I mean, this is like a testament to how, I mean, a couple of things. Like We were talking about their kind of wandering in between status between good guy and bad guy. Res- mm-hmm. wrestling so often does a bad job of um, this is like my sort of like my what? criticism of Becky Lynch I know a lot of people love Becky Lynch and yeah. they tell me that oh she's an anti-hero I'm like well yeah but she's as far as I'm concerned a not really well written one mm-hmm. uh, WWE especially does not do a very good job of you need to really be talented I think to write a person who is essentially does bad things but you root for them anyway uh mm-hmm. i think you need to be especially talented in order to write characters like that some of you know i name drop walter white all the time but that's because he was a, a really good show that people loved and he was a very well-written anti-hero that did bad things but you understood why he did them and people kind of rooted for him to succeed even though you knew what he was doing was bad uh right. And Becky's character for me has been way too inconsistently written, kind of because they had no idea what they were doing and they accidentally created her and then stumbled trying to get the character right. And that's why it's so inconsistent. Uh, We don't have these problems that often in NXT. Johnny Gargano is not quite an anti-hero, but he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's walking the line but they're writing him so well and he is such a good performer that it is it's being pulled off. Velveteen Dream is kind of doing the same in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think Velveteen Dream what they're doing I feel like it's more what they want to do with Becky where he's like he's very like full of himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know talking about himself in the first person Becky calls herself the man. I think it's great. The yep. other downfall of Becky Lynch I think is I hate the way Vince McMahon talked to her recently like when he suspended her and I was like mm. not that's not how that's not how male bosses should be talking to women in this day and age but that's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but I do think that if they wrote her more like they write Velveteen Dream I think it just it hit the nail on the head a little bit closer. Yeah. Well, least. with Becky the only the only story they know how to tell on the main roster from beginning to end is Vince versus Steve Austin. So <laughs> Becky is Becky is Steve Austin. 
So he's right. just talking to her like he talked to Steve Austin. That's why Becky's been like arrested two weeks in a row. I lost track of how many times Stone Cold Steve Austin got arrested on television uh, for assaulting <laughs> the boss or showing up when he's suspended. Like this is the only story they know how to tell, so they're just telling it again. Gotcha. What's- uh, but uh, oh, the other thing I was going to say about these guys. Um, yes, this is a testament to how how good they are as performers and. Uh, how well written and fairly consistent their characters have been kept because even though this crowd was dead tired this Mm -hmm. main event match featured two characters because of the way they were written and because winning and losing matters uh, the people care about these characters Yep. and because winning and losing matters that means the titles matter so you have Mm -hmm. two characters the crowd really cares about and they're fighting for something important. So even mm-hmm. though they were tired at the beginning, by the end, the crowd was way into it because it mattered. It didn't feel like nothing mattered. And right. even when the NXT crowds can be really tough at times, especially late into tapings, like how well-written for a wrestling show NXT is, uh, mm-hmm. it shows in the at the end of the day, people are... Velveteen Dream has won, even though it's the end of a long set of tapings and the crowd is tired. People are jumping up and down and hugging each other over this victory. Yes. Um, so all in all, a, a big win and kudos to those guys. And man, it's knowing that Johnny and Ricochet and Tommaso and Alistair are only going to be here through through March. And that's basically it. Oh, they'll be here yeah. for April. It'll It'll all conclude at the takeover, I believe, in New York which they are weirdly calling TakeOver New York City, even though it is taking place in Barclays. And I think I had this rant last week, but it's going to keep bugging me. It's TakeOver Brooklyn 5, everybody. Yeah, but, I mean, Brooklyn's part of New York City, so... I know know it is, but... uh, And I know that they're doing WrestleMania in MetLife, but because they want to make it feel like it's in New York, even though the stadium is in New Jersey... They just, you know, the, all of the branding around WrestleMania is like the Statue of Liberty and uh, stuff like that. They really want to pretend that WrestleMania is in New York, but they don't have any big football stadiums, I guess, in New York City. So No. Uh, no room. They have to do it here. I don't know why they don't. I mean, it's going to be cold no matter what. And I know it's going to be smaller, but I don't know I why don't they know just... I don't do it where the Mets play. Or Yankee Stadium. I mean, that's yeah. a... Pres- I mean, it's not the original Yankee Stadium, but it's a prestigious stadium. Or, as you noted, it's Shea Stadium where the where the Mets play. Ah, uh, it's now City Field. Oh, City Shea. Field, of course. Old yes. me, old man Anthony, remembering yeah. Shea Stadium instead of City Field. This stadium was demolished. Of course, it was. I, <laughs> why don't I, I? I just have a tough time remembering all of the corporate sponsored named <laughs> arenas. Uh. Yeah, the place. So, who is your MVP of this episode? Oh my God, you remembered! I did. This is tough. Um, it really, it really is tough for me. It's, I mean, it's because I'm basically I'm picking somebody in the main event. Because uh, okay. they're the they are the people who elevated this show. But um, I mean, part of me just wants to say the writing team of NXT are the MVP this week <laughs> because it's because of them this match was able to flourish so well in the main event. But um, you know what? I think I'm going to give it 
I think I'm just going to give it to... Because it, it's a toss-up for me between these two guys. But I think I'm just going to give it to Johnny Gargano as a thank you for your service. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, he is He has helped lead one of the best periods in NXT history, which is really saying something because it's kind mm-hmm. of been consistently great for years. Uh, but this has easily been the best run I have seen uh, of NXT. So maybe this is like a thank you for your service. But I would also, I think I would also accept an honorable mention for Shayna Baszler, even though her run She's in, my in, pick. Is she your pick? Yeah. I mean, her presence on this show consisted mostly of a run in, but we did talk about her more than like anything else on this show this week. Yeah, she is for sure my my pick for MVP mm-hmm. this week. Be, and she's going to continue to be my MVP until this gets old, which I don't think it ever will. So, um, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, I I can't wait. I mean, they've, the time some time has to pass, but I presume it's going to be Shayna and Io, and I can't wait for them to mm-hmm. get to that. Um, I believe they've battled a few times. Uh, in EO's home promotion in Japan when Shayna was huh. not yet in WWE. So I know they've uh, I know they've worked together before. So I'm pretty excited to see what they do now that uh, Shayna has improved so much since then. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. So <laughs> and a good MVP choice. Like I the only reason I didn't consider her more because I was just thinking of like, well she only appeared to beat up Mia Yim, but Lo and behold, on this podcast, we talked about her longer than we talked about pretty much anything else. It's true. She's great, everybody. She might not Bow be down like, before your queen. That's right. She might not be the flashiest person. Uh, but she gets the job done. Yeah, she's just a tremendous all-around character. Mm-hmm. Well done, Shayna. Uh, the, the, the co-MVP with Jonathan Gargano uh, for this <laughs> week. Uh before we take off, I would like to thank the good folks over at Adam Tickets for sponsoring the show. Cinemageekly.com slash Adam Tickets or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. Uh, Jacqueline, what would you give this week's episode of NXT? Um, okay. I'm going to probably go with a 375 on this one. Okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I liked it. That's not bad. I gave it. I gave it three and a half. This was a really good episode. Uh, mostly, yeah, mostly near the end, mm-hmm. uh, where it was really good. Uh, I still feel like if the crowd was hot for Aleister Black and Roderick Strong, it would have come off as a much better match. Uh, Agreed. Because sometimes when you just see the crowd sitting there, it's like my brain knows they're having a good match, but something about the crowd sitting there, not really being into it takes it down a level sometimes it's really it impressive does. how much a crazy crowd can improve in a, a performance um, <laughs> it just, it's true it just gives you that little bit of um, like a push that like everybody is so into this it must be great because why <laughs> they otherwise they wouldn't be so there's always this weird disconnect when you see people having a, a really good match but the crowd is not into it it's like how can you not be into it and yes it's you realize they're power yeah. four into their taping and yeah, they're just uh they're just a wee bit tired. Uh, so it's understandable, but it hurt the score. It hurt the score a little bit. I feel like that match. It been, did. I feel like that match was hurt a little bit by the, by the audience, but 
Uh, okay, so uh, that's it for this week's show. Head on over to the website, check out the archives of the show, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. That way you can hear us come back next time talk about episode 494 of NXT on the WWE Network and Hulu uh, featuring Mia Yim, the HBIC, or the SOB, uh, taking on the NXT Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler. <laughs>